All right, welcome to another episode of the Bioinformatics Lab podcast. I'm Kevin Libwit with Andrew Page. We're from Fijian, and today we're talking about social media and science. Something that I'm relatively new to, by the way, mostly a lurker for the years that I've been in the, the field of, of public health. I was using Twitter to stay up to date on papers, see the various discussions. Um, and it, it was always incredibly useful to see people put their papers out. If ever I had a publication, I would also uh, toss it out there, but I was more or less a consumer of the information than a producer. It was only in the past couple of months, really, in a lot of that um, galvanized by, by starting this podcast and putting some information out about what we're doing as a, as a group, as a company, uh, as some of the academic collaborations we've had, I started to dive into it a little bit more. I can't tell if it's a good time or a bad time to be now finally adopting Twitter, given all the chaos <laughs> of things. But I am endlessly curious about how people are approaching social media and science. I think it's an important topic for people to consider how to get their work out, how to interface even with the broader social community outside of science is definitely a topic worth maybe touching on a little bit. But uh, you've been a little bit more active on social media in podcasts over the, the past couple of years. So what's your perspective on things, uh, how you've gotten it, grown your audience, disseminated information and how things are changing? Uh, maybe over the past couple of years. Yeah, well, I guess I never set out to be a celebrity or anything like that, uh, nor am I. Um, and I, but I find social media to be very useful, like uh, academically and and just for myself, keeping up um, with everything that goes on because it's we're in a very rapidly changing field. You know, it's not like we're in a a boring old stale subject that doesn't change. It's changing so fast that uh, keeping up is a challenge, and so I've used social media to do that. And in the older days. Like if you wanted to keep up to date with papers, people would, you know, literally go and read the table of contents of the journal issue that came out, you know, every month on a physical piece of paper, you know, physical copy. They don't make them anymore, I don't think. But um, because, because everything's PDFs online. Um, but that's kind of how people keep up to date and find new papers, you know, whereas now it's it's been years since I've looked at that, maybe 20 years, like. Now what you do is you go on social media and people are posting or boosting papers and it's like, oh, that looks interesting. Or they, people mention something on, on Slack. And that's how I get 99% of my papers these days is, you know, passively just you see something interesting or people make interest, interesting points. And yeah, it's very useful. So what I've been doing for the past years is making sure all my papers are open access. So usually is preprints first and then you know obviously publish later and then you know making sure people actually understand what it is telling them about it and maybe highlighting a few key points and going from there because if you're just you know pushing out something into you know a big pile with hundreds of thousands of other papers you know no one's going to notice it and you have to make that little a bit of extra effort to say to people who you think might be uh might be interested in or might find it useful that hey you know we did this nice bit of work and uh here you go. Yeah, I think that's a good way to look at it. What I'm hearing too is there's participation in maybe two broad categories of consumption and production. And even just on the consumption side, I think when I was getting really into social media was when I was in my graduate program as a master's student, I was reading a ton of papers. I was following a couple uh, really influential, maybe I would call it, uh, scientists in the field who were really you know high production, putting their papers out. And then they would also you know, often retweet or highlight other papers that were out. So it was like, you could follow relatively few people who would be your access to the entire field. And I I never did what you described. <laughs> I never looked at the papers, uh, table of contents and read the 
the articles uh, and like pick my favorite paper based on the titles or anything like that. It was more so uh, somebody would highlight a paper. Oh, this is antimicrobial resistance pathogen geno or uh, pathogen plasma genomics. Check out this new technique. Check out this wet lab assay. Look at this new uh, GitHub repo and things like that. And that's how I was kind of introduced to a lot of the literature that I've seen. And that was how I saw Twitter. It was like, I can look at scientific discussions. And often I saw in our little, it used to be our little corner of the Twitter universe there, um, where there was a lot of scientific discussions uh, happening all of the time. And live conference tweeting was also unbelievable. Like there was always somebody, I, I have a couple of people I can shout out specifically, um, Keith Robeson, for example, uh, he, he's in the Boston area in the, in the startup world. I believe he's currently at Ginkgo, but he had both a blog, Omics Omics, and then a Twitter account. And he would live tweet conferences that I wish I had could attend. It was like, man, I was like sitting right there and I knew the authors to follow and, and the papers to, to follow up on and, and see the different re emerging research in our field. So as a consumptive side of it, that is where I saw, I, that was my first access. And then um, just exactly like you said, now be on the producer side of it. It's like, I'm almost trying to pay that back a little bit of like, okay, I'll retweet papers. I see uh, when I highlight, yeah. when I see things like our colleagues do, or just interesting profiles of uh, either blog posts or, uh, you know, in-depth research in, in the field. I'll also retweet that, maybe make a little commentary so people can see what's happening. I'm still very much naive, nascent stage in terms of being producing content there, but that's how I've approached Twitter or X as it is, it's now named. Absolutely. So, uh, yeah, obviously the X thing is, is a huge yeah. conversation in its own right. Uh, we'll come on to that in a second. But I really like the fact that uh, we have a community online. We can actually yeah. tap into controversies in real time, as well as, you know, the good stuff as well. You know, what what is super cool and just out and the exploding paper that is going to, you know, change things or, or set the agenda for next while and does happen every now and again you know and you could see say in the early days of pandemic as well there's a lot on twitter and a lot um uh, in social media which good actually you know the early signals were not the kind of crazies uh covid nars or whatever it was actually the scientists sharing data saying hey this is a problem you know and here's the data and you know it's very very um like a very good way of uh getting information out very very fast um and then obviously there's more private communities, which I, I roll into these, you know, large Slack groups that, you know, of people who are very specialist and sharing data there as well and sharing information. So that's that's quite useful. But, you know, with the whole x.com and Twitter implosion, it's kind of fragmented everything, actually. Yeah. And so, like, I'm on Mastodon and I'm on uh, Blue Sky and on Twitter. And sometimes have to post on all three of them just to get the message out there. And my God, it's crazy. Yeah. But what I, I do like Blue Sky actually, because it's like what Twitter used to be 10 years ago, you know, uh, none of the kind of trolls or bots or anything like that. It's very much focused, like super laser sharp focused on science. Uh, it was certainly people I follow. And I have a much smaller follower base um, or people I follow and people that follow me. But it's vastly higher quality. So, you know, it's quality over quantity um, and it's it's insanely good. So I'd say check out Blue Sky at the moment. I think it's invite only. But, you know, if you ask around, you can find an invite uh, pretty easily. And yeah, that's kind of my go to now for papers and things. And and that's exactly why I opened with I can't tell if it's a good or a bad time to be jumping into the, the producing side of social media and science. 
because uh, Twitter feels a bit quiet and sparse now. And like, I'm, I'm seeing just more than anything announcements of people, hey, I'm leaving Twitter, find me on Blue Sky, find me on Mastodon, which yeah, is, is totally reasonable. It, it's been a bit vitriolic on the science con- conversation side. We we know some people personally who've been impacted by by those conversations that are, that are just, uh, yeah, horrifically social uh, in terms of the feedback they're getting there. Um, so I understand that move. I, I I wish more people would stay in the the Twitter space because of how large the audience is. I guess it, it depends on what the intent is. Is it you want to speak with other scientists in in that community? Then I think exactly what you said. Being in the Slack spaces or maybe even Blue Sky would be um, the move. And I find myself having a, an affinity towards that route as well. Uh, but we need some scientists to stay in the fray. Of like, how do you get people who can reasonably speak? And I think that's what's difficult. A lot of us, we came in with exactly the intent you're speaking about. Let me find the other scientists, speak about the other scientists, with the other scientists, discuss nuanced topics, disagree. I've even seen proper disagreements happening in in Twitter threads in the past. Um, But then when that meets the interface of non-scientific communities, where maybe the communication form is, rules are completely different. It's like, the hell is this? I didn't sign up for this. I didn't sign up for somebody, you know, ad hominem attack, attacks and questioning funding sources and all these things. Um, and it's like, it makes you want to just sort of retreat. Like, this is not the forum I, I signed up for. But as I said, I feel like some scientific voices, uh, it, and it benefits it benefits the, the large space if there's some scientific space uh, voices that maintain there. But it's a big burden to carry. <laughs> as yeah, we've seen as um, a person. What worries me sometimes actually is, you know, we're maybe focused on Twitter and things like that, but actually there's other social networks out there that people use. Uh, so yes. like I'll post on LinkedIn, you know, because actually there's a totally different community who are relevant, who use LinkedIn, you know, as their major source of uh, information. And then you have um, like the Facebook. Uh, I don't use it personally anymore, yeah. um, but, you know, a, a different generation use it as well. I don't know. I think it's old people at this point. And, uh, <laughs> and then if know, we go to the other that, spectrum, it's TikTok is probably the younger it, people. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Like TikTok and Instagram and things like that. You know, that's for, uh, you know, a younger generation uh, than me. I'm, I'm not either of them. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I, I think, well, are, are we missing out something? You know, are we missing out, you know, huge and entire generations of people because yeah. we're focused on um I, I guess twitter and maybe that's for you know middle to late career people and actually maybe we should be looking at the early career people who are actually on all these other social networks so yeah i i don't know the answer to that but uh maybe you know we should we'll just deploy you you know as our tiktok dancer <laughs> and I'll, I'll, I'll you know put our toe in the water there but i think actually as we're speaking about it I think this is probably a good thing to have those options, to have those different types of rooms and forums for communication. And so you know what to expect. If you're going to walk into the Twitter universe or the X universe, you now you know what to expect. And so you walk into that not necessarily thinking, oh, Andrew and I are going to be having a fantastic conversation. We'll disagree a bit. and It'll be a, a room for that. It's going to be, no, this is going to, you know, the large audience. You don't know who's going to read it. You don't know who's going to reply. You don't know who's going to pick it up and misinterpret it and all those things. And you, you know, that's that space. Whereas actually, like you said, I found it really helpful posting things on LinkedIn because it's more of a professional forum. This is what people are there for. You're not saying that same level of, uh, uh, I don't know what to call it, like liberal discussion, not liberal and like free. I'm trying to be, I'm using euphemisms for what you would describe X as. People are professional. Professional is probably the best way to describe it. 
they're, they're usually posting in professional uh, capacity or their company is actually on LinkedIn and can see everything they post. So they have to, you know, moderate a little bit, self-moderate. A bit more buttoned up is maybe. And, and yeah, so there's, there's a forum there that people are using. Um, so there's all these different forms. And I would even say like GitHub has become a bit of a social media in, in its own right, especially when I was looking at like Pangolin. And, when I was looking at Pangolin uh, issues and pull requests in the past, it was like, man, these are fantastic posts. I'm keeping up with the science by looking up, uh, watching yeah. people submit new variants and things like that. So it's like, there's different forms there. And I know people from their GitHub issues or, or pull requests and, and all these. So if you want to go super technical, that that's become its own uh, social media sphere as well. And, you know, people even use like the, the little commit profiles. It's like a little bit of a social badge. Uh, yeah, the, the green dots in your commit history. Uh, just I uh, I just realized that I've got 132 followers on uh, GitHub. I didn't even oh, know you so could follow people. Your yeah, I didn't even know you could follow well. people. You're like in the thousands on uh, on X there too. Is Blue Sky? What is the audience volume there too? Is it is similar uh, size or? I've a couple of thousand on X, but actually I think Blue Sky is you know maybe 10 percent of that, but it's much higher yeah. quality, and it's mm. often the same people. There, there's a huge overlap. But it's high quality, and you know they're real active people as well because you. That's you, the you big see thing too. Quickly. Yeah, and yeah, I, I I'm definitely a blue sky uh, convert uh, in this case. There's also Mastodon as well, so there's Mastodon Science, which is run by uh, Nabil Farid Ali Khan, who uh, does podcasts with me yes. and uh, Duncan yeah. Cannell and uh, Emma Pycroft. So, uh, oh, and Lee Katz as well, and so yeah, they there's different avenues, you know or to see different people. And so you don't have to stay with the stodgy old, you know, x.com, which is yeah. quickly dying, I'm afraid. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's becoming less inviting to the conversations I think we're seeking, is, is what I can confidently say. I don't know anything about the user base or the audience that their developers are seeking, but I think in terms of the discussions that we're searching for, it doesn't feel like that's the forum. Uh, so, you know, Blue Sky, you'll probably see, I know you're posting more on Blue Sky. I'm on there a little bit, you know, every now and then I'll post uh, something or, or re, re Sky something. I don't know the, the verb <laughs> I don't know. in that space, but, um, but yeah, I, I think that that's, that's a pretty good picture of where things are at right now. It's, it's at a, it's almost like a speciation uh, event we're watching. We're watching different environmental yeah. pressures come into the environment and watching how things adapt. So uh, and, and it's happening in real time. So those are really the ones to keep, I think, most in mind is, uh, you know, X, of course, um, Blue Sky, Mastodon, the different Slack channels. I'm an advocate for GitHub as a social media platform. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I, it's, it's going to be interesting to see how people continue to deal with this. I think this is probably something that, you know, to some extent, in even university settings, people are going to be talking about, like, you know, there's there's an ethics conversation, there's scientific communication component it's becoming an inarguable part of people's career profile at this point even if we're just talking linkedin alone so uh yeah i'm glad we had this uh episode on this probably first of many i'd imagine absolutely thank you very much kevin all right we'll see you in the next one